All right, guys, welcome to Bullish on Jiu-Jitsu, brought to you by B1 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, with Professor Bruce and Coach Joe. How are you today, Joe? Good, good. Again, finished just our training, Saturday training, so excellent. ready for yeah. a podcast. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the weekend, but before we can get started, we wanted to jump on board here and you know have a conversation with, with all of you. Uh, Coach Joe, get us started today. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, Let's shoot from the hip. <laughs> well, uh, you know, here at Chicago, uh, we're we're just coming out of deep freeze, right? So, I think we had a good turnout today, um, considering how bad it was this week. Uh, you know, I think we can't cancel a couple of classes, right? Canceled. Yeah, we had to cancel. Uh, was it the last? I think it was last week on. We canceled oh, this week. Yeah, we canceled the Monday six a.m. Right. Um, and the reason for it, it was so cold. I mean, yeah. I think at that point it was negative twenty to negative forty with yeah. the with the wind chill. Um, you know, and <clears throat> some of the roads that lead to our academy, uh, especially early in the morning, don't have a lot of traffic that go through them. So I'm like, the last thing that I would want to happen is one of my one of our younger students who maybe doesn't have the most reliable transportation, right? Um, you know, breaking down in negative forty degree weather. Uh, and they're having and nobody driving by to give them a helping hand or drive them to the next, drive them to the nearest gas station or whatnot to stay warm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we decided to to cancel that 6 a.m. class, something we rarely ever do. But I think in in the name of safety, I think it was the right choice. Yeah, uh, I, I, this this sounds crazy, but I I used to live in Chicago with my dad. And when I was like maybe six years old, because we, we moved out of there by the time I was like seven or eight, but his car <laughs> broke down in the wintertime. Oh, wow. It was like a, it was an Oldsmobile and one of those heavy cars. And uh, we had this blizzard in the 70s. So this was the 70s. And uh, I remember he had to carry me and and my two, do- my, my two sisters, like they had, they had to walk and we had to walk in the, s- in the snow to get out of there somewhere. Uh-huh. It was a, it was a really like, but I still remember. I like. I remember this, the the cold ice on my face to, to this day. Do you remember the? Do you remember what temperature it was? It was freezing. It was snowing and freezing. His car got stuck, and um, I think winters were worse back then for some reason. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I mean, who knows? But um, yeah, it's, it's like a, it was a traumatic thing. For yeah, us. we're like immigrants and stuff, and you know, he had a car, but he got car was not super reliable, and then. Yeah, but so yeah, you you don't want you don't want to risk that with the kids. I mean, with people just in general in this kind of weather, minus fifteen, twenty degrees. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, that's definitely the last thing I want to happen with me. Uh, you know, having two young boys at home, you know, this summer especially or this I mean, this winter especially, you know, that's something that would go through my head as I was driving with them, and I'm like, and, you know, you're hearing all these rumors that we're gonna get this, you know, this blast of cold. Which I think, I mean, we did get it, but I think yeah. I think it was two winters ago. I think we had a, a, a that polar vortex came through. I think that one was way worse. Yeah, I think it wasn't as memorable for me because it might have been three years ago. Uh, but um, you know, I didn't have any young kids at the time, <laughs> so yeah, it might have been over man, four years ago now. I think could have been. It's been a while, but I think that one, from my experience, in my opinion, I think it was way worse than um, than what we had this this time around. But this time was definitely nothing to play with. Uh, well, no joke there either. It was it was definitely cold and uh, maybe maybe miss the summertime a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, it goes it, co- it co- comes and goes. I hope we're at least we're past we're past like 
the holiday season and now I just want it to warm up. And I always think in March, kind of like that spring. So yeah. we, we, we got like two more months, eight more weeks and, mm-hmm. and we're there. Yeah, so, we're there. but I think, you know, it's kind of, this kind of lead us into our next, next topic. I think this week or this winter has already challenged us, um, has already challenged us well. So hopefully, you know, all of us came out better acclimated for any polar vortexes we might have in the future, any negative degree weather. So, you know, couple of perks of living in the midwest that you know you're not aware of until you're you get through it through them right I, and I, honestly i think this kind of stuff um it, it makes you like uh sturdier hardier you know what i'm saying Hardy, like yeah. you, you could you yeah. you know what it's you know you you're midwestern people to me in general are, you know are gritty or whatever yeah. survivors right <laughs> why <laughs> do we stay way. here yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to go somewhere with the cold. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I used to, it, it used to bother me every winter until one, one day I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to let it stop bothering me. I caved in. I bought, you know, the warm joggers, bought the, uh, you know, the uh, thick wool socks, nice hoodies, a good jacket, and haven't had any issues since, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, obviously with, within reason, but, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too bad. But with that, Joe, I mean, yeah, being being a Midwesterner, I don't think we're you know we're all strangers to um, maybe having talked to the family member or friend about this before. But you know, why is it important as a human being to be challenged? You know, daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opinion is that um, you know it's not something I came up with, but it definitely when I heard it, it resonated with me. And they say that you're only, you're you're as good as your toughest challenge, right? And the reason that resonated so much with me just because of my you know my my career throughout the years, you know, from a teaching standpoint, uh, from the business standpoint, from a competitor standpoint, uh, you know, I think we touched upon this the last tournament. You know, my first black belt turn, my first couple black belt tournaments, you know. Facing the Meow Brothers and Mike Musumeki right out of the gate, I think definitely leveled up uh, my skill set. Oh yeah, you know because I didn't. I can promise you, until this day, it hasn't gotten easier since. You know, and I think if I were to uh, come across, you know, those gentlemen again, I think they're they're even more skilled than they were when I faced them at that time. And um, you know, like I said before, that was a year that Mike Musumeki won his first. Um, his first world title so you know if if the chance ever comes up i'm ready for it but the reason why i i, I can have that confidence is because challenges like that i think it set us up for for what's ahead right and yeah you know i think since 2016 every year has really stepped up the uh the playing field um and you know with that being said that's something that you know i've noticed throughout the years a lot of my adults that's the reason they come in for jujitsu you know i had a conversation with one of our students uh mr hale uh you know we talked about people come in and they'll say hey i'm here because i want self-defense or i want fitness but in reality like what they're not telling you is i want a good challenge right sometimes they might even not even know that that's what they're looking for but i think part of the reason why people stay with jujitsu is because you know, they get challenged daily here mm-hmm, on the mat, right? Mm-hmm. And if 
especially if you're you know a successful person accomplished person in a successful career field you know the only reason that you got to that position was because you were challenged so people with that mentality naturally are attracted to that right yeah for sure um you know and and there must be something because uh like when we are uh you know uh, we're doing our positioning training we're 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 warming up and then if you stick back and like now now you know next class now we're gonna do some sparring and there's always points where i even i'll be like oh man do i have to go right now with that guy or do you know but no one's ever gonna be like no i'm not gonna do that you know yeah. or something like that. you just but like but if you think about it this way joe after yeah. you're done rolling with that specific person right, right. that you maybe didn't want to roll with that time because you knew this guy rolls hard uh maybe he's got a big gas tank yeah uh you know whatever the situation is like after the round is done, like you feel good, you yeah. feel accomplished, and yeah. I think that is a very addictive feeling. It is. It has to be. I think that's why a lot of people come back because they, it, it is a little bit of like you know I, I survived. I I I, I you know I, I submitted him or I just you know I, I did better than I thought I did or whatever you know yeah uh, and that that you know it's like when you play golf like you could suck for like seventeen holes and then all of a sudden like. Maybe you get 18th hole, you get a good shot, perfect shot. That's a lot of times what brings you back, you know. Yeah, and so keeps you wanting more. Yeah, so you, you, same thing here. You might have a tough day, but then you pull off an armbar, perfect technique, whatever, and then oh, I can, I like that, you know. And you come back, you come back, and so I think that's part of it. And just it be, it's hard to explain um, the difficulty of jujitsu you know uh to people who haven't tried it and you know honestly yeah. it's a, without sounding like a crazy person sometimes but i always tell people it's really hard it's like the hardest thing i've ever done yeah i, I don't know i don't know what, what what would you consider your greatest accomplishment as of now as you know as a young man oh man the greatest accomplishment that's a tough one to pick from um just because i haven't one i haven't really given it too much thought but um i mean just having the opportunity to do what we do today and having this be something that I, um, you know, I can wake up in the morning and, and do till the evening time. I, I feel very, um, that in itself, I think that, that we've consistently been able to pull off what we have year after year, um, is, is something that I'm very proud of. But I, I think what stands out more is like, you know, if you were to ask me, like, what do you think your biggest challenge is? And I mean that I can, I can I feel like I can we can spend the next hour talking about you know we're not a I'm not a stranger to that right and I think you know even within our academy I feel like there's at least a dozen students that that that's their same mindset you know it's it's you know they can tell you okay I've been challenged by this I've been challenged by that um I mean you know one of the one of the, you know one of the challenges that jujitsu has kind of helped me deal with outside of the academy is just knowing and learning how to um, deal with certain situ family situations you mm -hmm. know how to deal with young kids how to um, you know I might not talk about it a lot uh, but work-life balance mm -hmm. you know uh, that's always something that's on my mind and how can I keep you know the academy operating at the level that it is but still be able to tend to to my kids, to my family at home, um, which is something that I didn't have to, that I didn't have four or five, six years ago, right? I, I could, 
I could come in to do my morning routine, my morning schedule. After the morning classes were done, I could go home, eat lunch, take a shower, take a nap. Like, you know, Oh, man, that sounds so good. Yeah. I mean, do I do that now? <laughs> but there's sacrifices, right? right because if right. I take a nap to be able to recharge for the evening session, um, you know, that's time that I can spend with my kids. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, you know, we talked about this last episode. You know, one of the reasons why I'm so f- focused now on my well-being, making sure that I'm getting the correct amount of food, the ample amount of sleep that I'm breathing right, right, is is because I'm like, okay, if I can have a little bit more control over that, you know, I'll be able to be a little bit more effective throughout, you know, the daytime hours when my son, my, when my sons are awake and they need my attention, um, you know, so that that challenge leads us into the next challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But but now, like you know. I, I look at it in such a positive way. Like this is, you know, this, these are excellent life tests, right? Um, just like, you know, I challenge my students, um, on managing being busy. Right. And that's, you know, we're always going to be busy, but if I got, you know, if you're on that, if you're on that boat that says, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put jujitsu on the sidelines for the next two to three months until I can, you know, cause I'm busy with X and Y project, you know, I'll say, well, you know, coach Joe, you're always going to be busy. Yeah. Like, so our goal, cause we, if we can work on this together, we can work on managing being busy. Right. And what does that mean? Well, you know, something's always going to be there. Something's always going to come up, but if something new just came into your life and now all of a sudden you find it difficult to get into, get into the jujitsu Academy, three to four days, you know, with, especially the schedule we have here, we're open seven days a week. If we can manage, if I can help you find two spots that you can attend class Mm -hmm. weekly, you're still, you're still advancing, you know, right. Uh, I might've touched on it before. I've had, I have, I've had few, but I've had some students be successful with the once a week training. Yeah. But I mean, the students do understand, Hey, because of the once a week, Things are going to be slower. The progress is going to be a lot slower. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still running laps around this person that's still sitting on the couch. Right. Right. I always tell, if I, if I don't see someone for a while or if I only see them once in a while, I'll be like, part-time is better than no no time. You oh, know? 100%. It's like a lot of things. You I know? mean, even like think about it. If, if you're struggling financially, if you're able to find a part-time job that – can assist you with that like right. you can change you can change your home life right so what's yeah. to say that if you're part-time training jujitsu you know that that's not going to have a positive impact on you you know i mean the, 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 the amount of people that you come across on the mat uh you know every day like they all have their stories on how they're busy and they mm-hmm. can you know i think it's it's a it comes up with priorities right but um you know i know from being a father you know, during the snowstorms, I took my, you know, after the snowstorm was done, I took my sons out sledding. Nice. They're both little. So, right. they, you know, they get down the hill and then they don't want to go back you gotta, up. You got to carry them up. Carry back. <laughs> Not only them, I have to take, take their sled, right? Right. And, you know, we're, we're going up and down the hill or we're going up the hill. And I'm like, man, I'm getting tired. Yeah. Because you know, I'm doing two trips. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm getting tired and I'm like, man, I'm like, if, and I'm in decently mm-hmm. good shape, right? Like, you know, if I had it compete in the next month like i have no issues stepping onto the mat um but i'm like man if i'm in shape and i'm struggling with going up the hill 
There's guys, know. there's no, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> no if, you're, if your routine is to watch Netflix Monday through Friday from six to 10, you know, I feel, I feel for that guy. Right. You know, not a lot, but I do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's self-inflicted. Yeah. I'm like, you know, so that guy, you know, after that day, I'm like, man, I'm like, I cannot afford not to say that I'm too mm-hmm. busy to get out there and, you know, and for me, we talked about this, you know, before we got started, you know, Coach Show saw me, you know, put a protein shake together. We talked about supplements, uh, mostly for the joints, you know, uh, we talked about breathing. And and the reason for that is I asked myself, okay, like, how can I improve my well-being, my jujitsu, right? Can I improve? What, what, what'll give me, what'll give me back, pay me back the most dividends? Will it be by just sparring? Okay. Will it be by doing specific training? Will it be by uh, drilling more technique? Or will it be by taking care of myself? So if you guys, you know, if you guys can guess, it's taking care of yourself, right? The, in my opinion, the easier stuff, right? Getting to bed on time, eating right, making sure you're breathing correctly, you know, even throughout the day, being able to, to oxygenate yourself, right? Um, you know, you see, you go to Vegas and you see people sitting at those oxygen bars, yeah, right? Right, <laughs> right? and oxygen is all around us. Um, but you know, I think things like that for me, especially at my age now, and you know, turning thirty, turn just turned thirty six. Um, you know, I will say this: since I have started my new routine, I have had the energy to be able to step onto the mat or do my own training more than previous to this. Because I think part of the reason why, well, going back to challenges, you know, get into your, I got into my own, my head, into my own head a lot. And that in itself drains your energy, right? So it's like, it was hard for me to get my days in, but I couldn't, I couldn't point the finger at people and be like, oh, I can't train because of this, because of you, because of this, this. I'm like, I had to look at myself. And be like, what changes can I make in my life to allow me to get onto the mat more, mm-hmm. right? To get my own training. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's a challenge that I'm dealing with. So it's something that I'm hoping to overcome. But I'm very comfortable with it. I'm very comfortable taking on this challenge because, like I said, the mindset that we've created here as a family, right? Yeah, and that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I, we all have – mine is kind of like my weight. But, you know, we all have our, our challenges. And I think, you know, um, it's hard – I realize just the training will, will eventually get a little bit easier, better, you know, the, the more fit you can get. And no matter yeah. what, you know, it's, it's part of it. So it's uh, slow and steady. That's what oh, I would absolutely, say. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, even like you know, what you just touched upon, right. uh, Coach Joe. I mean, if let's say you lose half a pound every week, right, right? which for some people that might be a big, you know, mm-hmm. they might say, oh, man, that's way too much. But – you know, it's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. If you do half a pound, that's... 26. 26, yeah, approximately yeah. 26 pounds. I'm not saying 20, Big Joe needs to lose 26 pounds, but... Hey, I you, might be saying that, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> if he loses even even a quarter, even a, a half of that, right? Right, he no, 13 yeah. pounds. And he's been... And big, you know, Coach Joe's been training for seven plus years. I mean, that's 70 pounds mm. like he's possibly already taken off that otherwise he would have still had. Right, Right. For sure. And I just talked to a student today, and he's like, man, my, my buddies, he's like, they would always bust my chops about my weight. 
and I'm like, and say, well, I'm like, the next time you see him, be like, look at me now. I'm like, because not only, not only has he lost 20, 30 plus pounds mm-hmm. and I'll verify with him. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm like, but he's, he looks great. Like, yeah. you know, from, from a, from a, you know, from a visual standpoint, he's, he's put on muscle. So I'm like, and I bet you those guys that made those comments about him, I bet you they haven't, they haven't yeah. made those changes. Right. And that's why I told him like, dude, get those guys that made those comments, bring them in here. Right. The funny thing is, is that most people come in here and they're not like looking to lose weight. It just happens because you, if you're doing it, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, you're you're pushing your body. or well, sometimes isometric some, exercise. You know, kind of going back. Sometimes people don't tell me that. Yeah, but they are. They are here you know, to lose weight. Really. Sometimes people are here. They want to gain weight. Oh know? wow! And that's uh, gain weight. How? Well, when you build muscle, muscle yeah, weighs more will. than fat. Right. So even if you're somebody who's naturally a skinnier person, or like sometimes you know they, you hear the reference the skinny fat. Right. And that's the most dangerous one because you don't realize how out of shape you are, how unhealthy you are, because you're not putting on an extra big belly or, Mm -hmm. you know, you name it. But, you know, how many people have had cardiovascular issues, you know, because of, you know, their their health that they don't visually see in the mirror. Right. But I've had plenty of those students who maybe, yeah, they were they were just coming in for self-defense because they, quote unquote, were scrawny. Right. But now they've you know because of the body hardening that goes into it right you know they've they've put on muscle because it does take you know it does take training to be able to 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 challenge yourself mm-hmm. to go harder to go longer on the mat because you know and this is something that i've tested out throughout the past 18 years and more so throughout the past 10 years you know even somebody with an athletic background like if their body isn't hardened for the training, you know, they might not, they might not be able to take on the same intensity, the same load that even you coach Joe are able to take on, you know, considering that, like you said, that you're older. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about a 20 something, Mm. you know, wouldn't be able to keep up with you right now. Um, just because you've hardened your body throughout the years, but now, is there a way to harden your body without doing jujitsu to prepare for jujitsu? Unfortunately, there's not. <laughs> I don't think you know. Is, yeah. It's like if I'm if I'm gonna yeah. harden my body to be on to be able to take on a triathlon, well, that's what I have to do. I right. have to swim, mm-hmm. run, and bike or whatever the triathlon consists of, right? Right. If I'm gonna harden my body to be able to do jujitsu. I'm have, I have to step on the jiu-jitsu mat. Yeah. There's no way around it. I mean, luckily we have an excellent beginners program. Um, you know, and I, you know, I've, I've had, you know, I've talked about this before. The example of, of students that have come onto the mat, done only the beginners program, only the beginners class, and are still training with us today. Wow. Right. And it's like even with my, you know, a lot of our, our lady students who are, you know, mothers of the, of the at the academy that have kids training. You know, they come into the beginner's class and they do it for the social aspect, self-defense aspect. They just want to feel more confident, more safe, you know, when they're on about either by themselves or with their children. And, you know, they're, sub- they're without unknowingly their, their body hardening. And mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you know, they're able to do three, four rounds at, at, at an intense pace right. and not feel it the next day. Right versus, you know, an un, a person that doesn't have that body hardening. This is my job, right? This is my job to have this not happen. But let's say they get caught, 
in a submission, have it be an arm lock or maybe a a rear naked choke or just a choke in general, and something that's very applied very gently could still injure this person because the body hardening is not there yet. Yeah. Right. Versus, you know, I've been put in submissions by, you know, world class athletes. Um, and even if I have tapped to them, like I'm still able to get up the next day. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've, I've, you know, early on when I was a, um, a white and a blue belt, I think even a purple belt, you know, I would see, I would see people come onto the mat and then, uh, they would disappear after the first week or the first month. And I would see them at the grocery store and I'd be like, Hey, Bill, where you've been? Oh man. No, I couldn't do jujitsu. Well, why? It's just like, it's, it's, you know, it's just my body can't do it. It might, you know, I, I went to training and the next day my neck hurt. Oh, I went to training and the next day my shoulder hurt. And, um, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm like, why could that be? You know, and I started thinking into this more and I'm like, well, it was, you know, Bill took on too much too fast, not his fault. I think it was more the person leading the class Mm -hmm. that allowed Bill to be put in this position without going back to what we said before, body hardening, right? Right. And so that's one thing I think that we, um, that we excel in is we put people in a position to avoid a lot of those situations from happening. So they do show up the next week. Um, You know, and this is something that I got from my instructor, you know, Professor Christian, is the way that he explains techniques. You know, he explains them in a way where here's how you do the technique, but also here's how you want to do the technique if you don't want to wake up the next day with a sore neck. Mm. And he was talking to me directly, right? And he says he said this to me. He repeated it to me session after session. Bruce, don't roll in that manner. Don't position your head there because, you know, you don't want to run. You don't want to risk, you know, from the submission standpoint, you don't want to risk your neck there, right? Because, yeah, you, maybe you're, you know, you just based off a of grit, you're able to pop out of this guillotine. But you wake up the next day. And it took a couple of next days to wake up with a sore neck to me be like, you know, with the, for that lightning moment, light, lightning bolt moment or light bulb moment, excuse mm-hmm. me, to go off and be like, hey, you know, the reason my neck hurts today is not my 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 partner's fault. The reason my neck hurts today is because I'm stubborn, being thick-headed, right? All I had to right. do, and now I share this with all my students, right? When I teach certain techniques and we talk about posture from the top and the bottom mm-hmm. position, I'm like, this is where you have to position your head to avoid being put in you know, put it in any guillotine or headlock style positions, which, yeah, you, it might not even be a submission, but you still wake up with a sore neck because you allowed yourself to be, to be put there. Right. Right. And that for, you know, for some, most of us, okay, we can shake it off. We'll get back onto the mat, but you get somebody within their first month of jujitsu, they wake up with a sore neck and they're going to be like, jujitsu is yeah. not for me. Like, you know, I was born with a, with a weak neck. I yeah. can't train. Like, no, you can train. We can strengthen up that neck. But it is going to take some repetition, right? It is going to take some time. So, and that's sometimes, like I said, it's, it's it's our job as instructors to make sure that it's structured the correct way. And then, as a new beginner, as a new student, it's your, it's on you to check your ego and be like, hey, you know, I have to, you know, I'm here for a reason. I have to listen to this instructor. If he says, you know, I should watch during this portion or I should go at this pace there's a reason for it, right? Because I want to see you succeed on the mat as you want to see yourself succeed on the mat. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody comes in here and says, 
hey, I'm going to try jujitsu, and if I don't get hurt, I'm going to stay with it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's anything you do. I mean, you go, you start biking today, and if you go too hard tonight, well, guess what? Your legs are going to hurt tomorrow. And that, are you going to let that be a deterrent to keep you from getting back on the bike? Right. Let's hope not. Yeah, right? <laughs> for sure. But, again, you know, here you have the benefit of having a community, having an instructor. Um, and what makes our academy special is your instructors, you know, you have, you have me here, you know, minimum six days a week. So, um, you know, I'm able to, to really get to know our students, really get to understand them, really be able to really get to understand their needs and who's able to take on a bigger push, who, who needs a little bit more, you know, I guess mentorship, you could say. Um, but I think that's, that's part of the reason why our, our academy is, you know, successful, as, success, as successful as it is today. So, uh, anything you want to add on to that? Um, no, I think I, I think it's interesting that um, when you when you because I've seen you know guys come and go, and I've seen guys who have been almost as long as me and that kind of stuff. But you, when you first train with them, um, how how early you know it's the early tap you know like, oh, yeah. as tap soon as they're tap, tap early, yeah. um, and then you re- then they realize a little bit oh, okay I could if I should survive this for like ten seconds maybe I could make it out maybe you know or maybe you know it's tight or it's I could still breathe. I might be okay, you know. And, yeah. and, and then 100%. that's kind of like another sense of to me hardening. You know, like your your game gets a little bit like you understand. Like, am I is this is this like completely like out of control? I need to tap, or is it like maybe if I do this, I can get out of something? You know. Yeah. So so it's 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 a yeah it's learning and experience and stuff yeah. like that. I mean that's something you know I try to teach with our, our week one people. You know, here sometimes I get the opportunity to to jump in, you know, with with that day one week one person mm-hmm. and comfortably teach them how to roll but and, and i tell them you know especially you know because a lot of people come into jujitsu you know i don't know maybe this is more of a male thing but you got you got males that come into jujitsu guys and you know maybe this has been the first contact sport they've ever been involved in mm-hmm. so you know they're, they're they're coming out for the swinging for the fences essentially right <laughs> And I say, you know, we have to tone it down because, again, you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to feel sore. And if you haven't felt soreness before at that level, you're going to feel like your world's coming to an end. Right. (laughs) Right. And all of a sudden there's going to be medical, you know, injury or medical (laughs) diagnoses (laughs) that I didn't even know existed. (laughs) Right. But it's not that. I mean, I've had this conversation with people like, no, what you're experiencing is common soreness right right a little bit to the next level but why because you pushed yourself too hard the day before right and i've and i've done that i've been able to roll with with white belts you know i put them in the bottom position i say okay now escape and i try to make myself really light you know i'm only 150 pounds but i try to make myself even lighter Mm -hmm. to avoid this person from straining themselves right but this person's like there's no you know there's no way that this 150 pound guy is going to hold me down. Like I, I'm going to get up. I'm going to escape this mount. And, um, you know, and I have to remind him like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you have that confidence, but we have, you know, either, either you got to take my word for it that you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to feel sore and don't be scared. Right. I'm like, or, uh, <laughs> you know, you can go hard, but if you do wake up hard, you know, sore tomorrow. Yeah. Like, Giving up is non-negotiable because this is commonplace. 
Yeah. When you push yourself to that level, right? So, you know, drink some water, you know, get some ice packs, some Advil, you know, and we'll try it again next week. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. Trust the process. Let a couple weeks go by. And that's when the body hardening starts to really snowball, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, two, three months have gone by and you catch yourself being able to stop takedowns and not feel them, right? Not feel them in the in the in the uh, aspect of you're not going to be sore the next day because you stopped the guy from double legging you to the ground, right? Right. But day one guy stopping somebody double legging to the ground or not, like you're going to feel it the next day, For right? For sure. Right. This is like when I did my first white tie class, you know, the first kick to the thigh that I took. Ugh. Yeah. That's... Almost, you know, almost crippled me, or I felt like it crippled me. Like right. I'm like, ah, oh, it's over. My legs, I'm one well legged person from now on, right? It's not, you know, but it was why? Why did it impact me at that level? Because I've never in my lifetime had received a kick to that portion of my leg. Wow, was right? it like uh, during sparring, or was it just? No, it was just technique. It was technique. probably the warm up. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and I'm and I'm I'm okay. I'm rolling around, I'm moving around with with an ex with an experienced he's an he was an MMA fighter yeah an experienced guy and we're having a conversation as we're doing this and uh-huh. this guy just lets out you know just a light kick and it hit me right on the muscle man the muscle just tensed up really oh yeah I mean and, I, and like I try to like not show it yeah and the facial my facial expression right. but man it's like after that I was limping you know and he's like hey man you you okay and I'm like, yeah, man, no, like I'm like, I get it. Was he wearing uh, pads? Or yeah, we were wearing we were shin pads, pads. Okay. with shin pads. I took a kick to the leg Dang. and almost, you know. And this guy wasn't yeah. much bigger than me. Yeah, he might right. have had like 30, 40 pounds on me, but it was just, you know, it was from a uh, an expert though. I mean, you know, uh, someone who knows what to do. Yeah, that's the key. You know? Yeah, but it's like, but okay, let's say if I would have been training kickboxing for six months and right. then took that same kick, yeah. I probably could have brushed it off like it was nothing, yeah. right? But again, going back to our original point, the importance of body hardening, right? you know, and it's a different animal. I remember um, when we started, uh, like I would always, like on top of my, on top of my feet and my toes, they would always oh, yeah. bleed. Yeah, yeah. Because of, of like, you know, you're sprawling or you're you're rolling around and, and then you told me like, "Oh, don't worry about that. That's that'll just stop. Your skin will get hard." And I was like, "I don't think that's a thing." You know, what I'm yeah. <laughs> but it did. It just, I yeah. guess, I guess your skin just hardens up. It just, I, and it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, you callus. Just like your it's skin, weird. Just it's, like your skin calluses. Yeah. I think like your muscles also develop a protective layer to take on that extra impact. Right. Uh, you know, going back to submissions, you know, your neck will strengthen to be able to handle. A choke more efficiently you know your limbs mm-hmm. you know when it comes to leg locks arm locks like the fact that i've been in those positions you've been in those positions before you're more resilient mm-hmm. to to those submissions but then again you also have to know your limits right 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 so sure. uh but that comes with experience that comes with time on the mat i mean there's like i said there's no easy button there's no way around it there's nothing i can say to you hey joe this is what you can do to be more efficient at your jujitsu from this perspective like just gotta show up. You gotta put that time on the mat, just like anything else. You know, you want to be a you want to be a math genius. Well, it's gonna it's gonna take more than a month, right? Uh, <laughs> I shared this story with 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 uh, with Coach Joe. I had a conversation with a parent, um, and they you know they were like, oh, you know, I'm unhappy. And, and this person, I I don't know where this where their opinion was coming from. They're like, 
you know, son had been, has been training for a month. He's like, I'm unhappy that, you know, my son got taken down, you know, many uh, times, many times. <laughs> and it wasn't a double digits, you know, uh, by, by his training partner. And I said, well, I'm like, do you remember what color belt this training partner had? He's like, oh, it was, he had an orange belt. And, um, and it could have been true. I, I mean, at the, it most likely was a gray belt. Um, and my gray belts here, like they're very, you know, that, that evening session was meant, um, for the older, for the more experienced student to be able to mentor, uh, a younger student and a younger student to be able to learn from their more senior student and kind of develop that, that relationship and get to meet, you know, somebody new on the mat, feel part of the group, feel welcome, kind of be able to experience the nice benefits of, of martial arts. Um, you know, but somebody that, that has never trained jujitsu, um, you know, the father was looking at this and interpreted it in a different direction. And I said, you know, it is, it, it was meant to be challenging, right? It was meant to be challenging because, you know, back to our original point, you know, being challenged is what makes us better human beings. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, I think this guy's mind was already made up, so I couldn't really change it on that. But I, I think that was a very, um, you know, I think it was, that was, that was doing the, the son a disservice. I think it was not a lesson like that learned at, at, at a young age. I mean, sky's the limit for you. Yeah. It's a, it's a human being. I'm not, I'm not discrediting other martial arts, but like I've seen, I've seen kids who get their black belts when they're like really young mm-hmm. and so other, you know, they say Taekwondo. I don't know about karate, maybe karate too. I, I don't know, but I think it's, but then they kind of like, they've reached it and they're done. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. I'm like, okay, I got my black belt now I'm done. And then they don't do it. Yeah. And the, and I think that's, that's sort of not, I think maybe you should have kept your kid a little, not get their black belt when they're eight years old or something like that. Or well, 10 it's years hard. Old. I mean, and, and, you know, and people have the, and, you know, other martial arts have their, you know, there are reasons for it and how you feel about it. It's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way I look at a black belt, um, you know, I look at it as, you know, being when you achieve that black belt, you're competent and being able to share that information with the people coming up the ranks, right? The students coming up the ranks, uh, the knowledge that the challenges that jujitsu give you should be able to influence your lifestyle in a positive way. So you can essentially be a better person, right? Mm-hmm. As an eight-year-old, do you have the maturity to make, or a ten-year-old have the maturity to make those decisions, right? Right. So I mean, like I said, I mean that's something that we can, you know, that would open up a whole new can of worms, and we can definitely, you know, have a conversation about for a very long time. But we're gonna just bash the other. <laughs> but one thing I do like, arts. I mean, but that's one thing I do like about jujitsu. You know, there is there is age requirements for when you can be at a certain belt. And with that belt comes maturity. Yeah. You know, comes maturity and understanding um, of the significance of right. of what that black belt in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu means. And that kind of goes back to the quote, not all black belts are created the same. Yeah, there's levels to every single thing. And I think, you know, it's... Yeah, you don't... Once they reach even brown belt or... When I was a white belt and someone got their purple belt, it was like, whoa, they got a purple belt. It's crazy, yeah. you know? And now we're we're here, years later. But um, yeah, it's it's. It, I, I like the fact that you can't really be a black belt until what you're 21 or yeah, 21 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, that's to me that's 100 percent awesome because you know 
Yeah, yeah. but even, you know, with jujitsu, like something like, let's say, even your purple belt, like that's still a very, you know, distinguishing belt on the mat. Yeah, for you sure. You know, that's, in my opinion, it's one of the most, it's one of the most, if not the most important belt because that signifies a lot. It seems, it shows us, it shows yourself, most importantly, that you can do something for four or five, six years, mm-hmm. right? Consistently with minimal, you know, with minimal, uh, how do I say it? Like, gratitude i guess you know self-gratitude that you know i mean i might not even be using the correct word but you know it's resilience shows Mm -hmm. resilience like hey i just kept showing up i kept learning and i mean how how do you become better at your job how do you advance through the through the ranks at your at your job if you don't show up and you know what unfortunately you know i've had some conversations you know i've seen i've seen i've known people Far too many that have a hard time with showing up to something as important as your job. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, but then again, that's what makes you just beautiful because the people that, that stay here, that stick around, like I said, they're all like-minded people, you know, and, you know, you put that many like-minded people together in, in one room and like that's when you see the beauty of what it can create. Right. Yeah. There's there's uh, there's awesome energy at the gym, especially after classes, the camaraderie and stuff like that. It's just yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a it's just a pool of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge not not just in jujitsu, but knowledge of you know if if you're if you're out there looking for you know make a change a positive change in your life, like there's somebody on the mat that is maybe one sentence away from from helping you make that change, and that's what makes jujitsu awesome. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's as cool as, you know, the cross culture we worked on today, um, you know, maybe somebody on the mat was one conversation away from a great opportunity, right? Yeah, I know a few of the, the guys here working with, from jobs that they got through connections here. Yeah. You know, Yeah. I got my insurance here. I got, I hired a DJ. I hired my AC guy here. Yeah. You know, everything is, is like, you know, because I, I know these guys. I trust yeah. them. You know, it's like, what more is there, you know? The only, the only thing we don't have is is a plumber. Yeah. Mechanic. <laughs> we need, we, do we have mechanics here? We've had, we've had them in the past. Yeah, that would yeah, be I was, nice. I was telling, that's what I was telling I got them. a good mechanic right now, so but a plumber would be. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have, so I'm like, we have electricians. Yeah. We have HVAC. We have um, painters, painters, yeah. Right? But we don't have a plumber, you know. So if, if any anybody that's listening out there, uh, any members from the gym, <laughs> reach out to your plumber friends, get them into jujitsu, right? Right. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of business here waiting for them if yeah, they do join. For so sure. I think that right. I actually, I, my well, Cole's couple of his buddies are plumbers. But oh wow, yeah. I, I don't think they're jujitsu guys, but who knows? You never know, man. Never know, right? Like I talk, I talk to young guys here on the mat all the time. You know, listen, Professor Bruce, I'm, I'm struggling with what I want to do in my life. Like, you know, I'm going to college. I'm taking my prerequisites, but it's kind of putting things into perspective, and I'm not sure if this is, you know, if this is it. And I'm like, I'm like, have you looked into the trades? Trades, man. That's what Trades. I would. Trades. I yeah. mean, you do that hard for a couple of years, make your own schedule, have your own company. You know, I mean, I think even for a young guy, like I said, a plumber, I mean, dude, the amount of side jobs that you could get until you get your feet up and running, mm-hmm. I mean, that right there, I think would pay the bills. You know, I, yeah. I, saw, I saw a meme this week and, you know, the meme said, hey, hey guys, we need, you know, 
we need more people to stop rapping or stop <laughs> trying to rap and we need more plumbers <laughs> that's true you know that's you know the lack of plumbers is, is driving up the rates that's so crazy it's crazy right? you know we need it we need to find some balance there and like i said we need we need a plumber at the academy <laughs> maybe if this computer stuff doesn't work out for me i'll just go into plumbing who knows yeah i mean that's i mean for me that's one thing i'm like i think why it's almost like traumatic is you know anytime i do anything you know plumbing related it, it always it always uh. leaks you know <laughs> So right. that's why I'm like, I'd rather hire the professional and have them, have them, uh, you know, help I, out with that. Person. I'll do everything except for plumbing. I, I did electrical, I did framing, I'll, everything in the house except for plumbing because I just don't want it to, I just, you know, that yeah, could be really just, bad issues if you mess up. Yeah, I mean, it's, plumbing is its own science, you know. <laughs> and I think, that's reason, I think that's the reason why so many people, why we're, we lack them. We lack plumbers, I think, you know. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, not too much on that. Um, but, yeah, guys, if you have anybody out there that wants a plumber, send them our way. We're, we're looking for yep to add on to the. Uh, we accept all trades. Yeah. But cool, guys. So that, that's all I have for you today. Um, you know, the challenge of the week is, again, not much different than before. Stay consistent, but adding on to that. You know, look to challenge yourself. Look at challenges as a positive, a positive in your in your life and in your well-being. Um, have it become a habit, and then we'll check in. You know, fifty-two weeks from now, and see who we've been able to influence. Right. You know, being comfortable or being 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 comfortable while being uncomfortable. Right. Right. Right, and that's uh, it's a good metaphor for you know being stuck inside control on the mount on the mat. <laughs> I know how that feels. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. So hopefully we're able to enrich your week, enrich your weekend. And uh, if you found if you found today's episode at all resonate with you, share it with a friend or family member. Shoot us some comments down below. Um, I think we're all, we're also now on the on the Apple, Apple platform, right? So um, if you Oops. got somebody that listens strictly off of Apple, not just Spotify, due to demand for sure. Yeah, due to demand. Yeah, so some of the guys were asking. So guys, we're on Apple now. Okay, so let your buddies know. You see somebody with an iPhone, yeah. give them a heads up. We're on Spotify and Apple, and we're looking to expand from there. Okay, guys. So again, thanks for uh, everybody that that waited till the end and uh, listened to what we had to say. Enjoy challenging yourself. Stay consistent, and we'll see you guys soon. We'll